Hello, welcome to the True Crime Cafe with your True Crime Baristas. I'm Alana. I'm Angie. I'm Becky. And we get to hear from Angie today. Yes, first time in forever, it feels like. I know, it's been a busy summer. (laughs) Yeah. It has, it has. So today I have a case for y'all that I'm calling Stranger Than Fiction. Oh, I already like it. (laughs) <laughs> and y'all probably already have heard it okay or at least seen the case around uh-huh. so nancy crampton met daniel brophy in oregon in the 1990s they were married for 27 years and by all accounts were happy mm-hmm. she was a self-published romantic suspense author uh-huh but n- was never financially successful as a writer well, that's because she didn't have the right people doing her ads for her, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was more than just the ads based on uh, what I read. It might oh, really? Been, there might have been some editing issues with her books. So. Uh-huh. so she needed like a whole writing coach service, like the whole gallery of services. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Daniel was a chef and an instructor at the Oregon Culinary Institute. They tended chickens, grew spices in their backyard. According to Nancy, they had planned to retire soon and travel the world. Oh, okay. Nice. On June 2nd, 2018, Daniel went to work and started to prep for the day of teaching, but he would never make it to class. Uh-oh. As he was working, he was shot in the back. And then as he lay on the floor, he was shot in the chest at close range. Oh, no. Both bullets pierced his heart. When his students started showing up for class, they found him. Oh, that's terrible. Uh So at first, the police thought the motive could have been like a robbery gone wrong. Right. But he still had his wallet, his cell phone, and his keys. And his truck was in the parking lot where he had parked it that morning. Mm -hmm. With no signs of forced entry or struggle, they didn't know what happened. Like there, he, apparently he showed up at the Institute, put in the alarm code, went in, Mm -hmm. no problems. Okay. When police informed Nancy of her husband's death, she said she had been home all morning. Yeah, you know, I mean, which is legit. I mean, mm-hmm. I work from well, home. Especially if that's yeah. her routine to be home writing all morning. Like, mm-hmm. all yeah. never leave the house, right? Never, ever. Mm-hmm. Not unless I have to. I'm not an <laughs> author, but I don't leave unless I have to. I'm going on 16 years not leaving the house. So, <laughs> not yeah. quite, but sometimes feels that way. Yeah, it does. So, Despite not having any leads, the police continued to investigate. You know, they, I mean, they weren't, I mean, obviously it was a homicide. Was it real early in the morning or was it, okay, so yeah. like abnormally like, early? Not abnormally early, okay. but like class started at, I believe, 8 or 8.30. So he was the there at like, I think the, okay. the couple of articles that actually listed a time listed, mm-hmm. like he got there between like 6 45 and like 7 yeah I mean how many of us aren't at home at 6 45 in the morning right yeah right okay so during their investigation 
they learned that he had life insurance policies totaling around $1.5 million. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get it. They live in the Northwest. It's expensive to live in the Northwest. If his income as the instructor Mm -hmm. and as a a chef was what the bulk of their household income is, Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Yeah. So three days after the shooting, Mm -hmm. Nancy called the lead detective. She asked that lead detective for a letter stating she was not a suspect in this homicide so that she could then give it to the life insurance company. Oh, I see. Uh Because obviously, for those that don't know, if you have life insurance on somebody and you murder them, you do not get to collect that life insurance. Yeah, or I think even if it's an open investigation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so of course the detective said no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. In September of 2018, the police arrested Nancy and she was charged with her husband's murder. Uh-huh. So during the investigation, the police found video surveillance camera footage from a nearby business. Unfortunately, the Culinary Institute did not have cameras, mm-hmm. but the nearby business is dead. The video showed a vehicle arriving at the school and leaving shortly thereafter. It was the same make and model as Nancy's vehicle. Mm-hmm. He also owned mm-hmm. a gun the same caliber as the gun that was used to kill Daniel. And one of their longtime neighbors said Nancy did not appear to be upset in the wake of her husband's death. But possibly the most damaging circumstantial uh-huh. evidence against Nancy was the police discovered that she was paying more than $16,000 a month in insurance premiums to keep the life insurance policies even though they fell $6,000 behind on their mortgage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like I'm not a financial wizard but that seems just wrong Mm -hmm. yeah when you prioritize paying over sixteen thousand dollars a month in life insurance, like that's I have life insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have life yeah. insurance. I don't have so much life <clears throat> insurance that I'm paying over a thousand dollars a month in premiums. Right. I mean, yeah. and I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna prioritize that over, you know, the mortgage that for the house mm-hmm. that is the roof above yeah. my head. Right. Yeah. So if I told if I told Jimmy and like, hey, I took out life insurance on you at sixteen thousand dollars a month, he would be like, Are you planning to kill me? Because like what? Like that would be, you know, how does that not raise the red flag? Yeah. Now I don't know if they had just as much life insurance on her. I would not think so. Like mm-hmm. most couples either have an even amount. Of life insurance or the breadwinner has a slightly higher amount right. mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. i i don't know as far as if there was life insurance on her or whatever right. but so she went to trial just recently went to trial mm-hmm. so the prosecutor said she was motivated by money problems yeah. and the life insurance 
So their theory is she procured a, a ghost gun kit. And I'll explain what that is in a minute. Uh-huh. To make an unregistered firearm. <laughs> and purchased a slide and barrel assembly to modify her own gun. So a ghost gun kit is exactly that. It's a kit that you can purchase to build your own gun uh-huh. that has no registration, no serial number, nothing like that. I mm-hmm. think ghost guns need to be taken off the market. You can also buy slide and barrel assemblies, which that is you can take your existing gun because we all know that when you shoot a gun, the bullet comes out, the lands and grooves that are on the bullet are created by the slide and the barrel of the gun as the bullet's leaving the gun. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can purchase a slide and barrel assembly, which is where you can use your gun, uh-huh. but you can swap out the slide and the barrel so you get different lands and grooves. So it's not as identifiable. Is that the goal? The bullet like, might be connected so- to that gun? So, like, somebody wants to be, like, in this case, mm-hmm. so Nancy's gun didn't match the the bullets from the Got shooting. It. Okay, because she had this. Because they theorized that she switched out the slide mm-hmm. in the barrel. Got it. And yeah. used that to shoot him, and then got rid of this the this assembly mm-hmm. or the ghost gun or whatever, whichever one she right. used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then put her gun back together with the original slide and barrel. Got it. This is what yeah. confuses me so much about some of these murder stories is sometimes the suspect will go to such great lengths in certain areas like she did with this gun. And then they'll just completely ignore other things like the fact that her car was on, you know, video surveillance in what, 2018? Well- like. She mm-hmm. should have expected that some something well, would see her car. Here's the thing. She says that the, the internet search history that they found for the ghost gun and the slide and barrel mm-hmm. assembly were researched for a book. That she writes makes for sense. <laughs> However, yeah. she was also familiar enough with the instance at the Culinary Institute to know probably that they didn't have cameras. Right chances are i mean unless you come up like close to my house like if you're down at the road mm-hmm. you, you can't see the cameras on my house mm-hmm. you don't know that they're there right so right. yeah and then you also have a lot of businesses that'll put up dummy cameras outside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so the defense are cont- argued that it was a robbery gone wrong although if it was a robbery gone wrong why would he still have his keys, his wallet, his yeah. right. like well, everything? And it doesn't seem like a culinary school makes perfect sense to be a place to rob. You would think if you were going to rob a business, you'd think it'd be like a store or something. But the thing yeah. is, is, it's not even like school. Like It's not even like there was people coming in and out of the building. I think there yeah. was one other person in the building. Wow. And they were in a different part of the building. Yeah. So for somebody to go in, go basically directly to his kitchen where he was preparing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, because at that time, it's not like there's students and right. you could just wander in. Like, you have to know where you're going. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Nancy took the stand in her own defense. Oh, okay. Oh, Nancy. No. <laughs> Tell all us right. all about it. This is going to be fun. Well, it didn't go yeah. into detail. It did not go into detail. Mm. She claimed to have no recollection of that morning, of the morning of, or of what happened later due to being in shock. Mm-hmm. I get that when you when you suffer a huge loss and you're mm-hmm. in shock or mm-hmm. whatever that you forget certain things. There's a difference between being at home and being in your car driving. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you would think you would think something like that would be big enough for the a big enough difference for you to remember. It just seems like a convenient excuse at that point, right? Mm-hmm. right that's what it seems like to me so but perhaps the biggest victory for the defense was the exclusion of an essay titled how to murder your husband oh, great oh, no. that Nancy wrote in 2011 oh no the judge ruled that it was too far in the past for it to have any bearing on the murder of her husband i can so see that never, yeah the jury never heard about it okay, okay. so i was like okay i want to see this right because um, essay when you think essay how what do you think you think at least a full page right oh yeah page, i'm thinking like yeah page and a half a chapter length yeah it wasn't yeah like a thousand uh, words three or four paragraphs I found, it. Yeah. I found it now unless the whole thing wasn't posted uh-huh. where i went it was literally it was two small paragraphs and some bullet points <laughs> okay it wasn't this huge essay like i was expecting like this huge essay and going into some detail as to mm-hmm. why you don't right you know mm-hmm. why yeah. you should do it yourself versus hiring somebody uh-huh. why you right somebody but maybe yeah how to get rid work. of gunshot residue like, and... that's what i was expecting when they because they kept going on and on this essay this essay this essay no it wasn't an essay unless like i said the site where i found it didn't have the whole thing up anymore as possible that's mm-hmm. possible so anyway <laughs> it was not an essay it was barely even a blog post wow okay it's like a facebook status <laughs> yeah, yeah a little bit longer than like a, a quick longer facebook than a tweet status. <laughs> a little bit longer than a tweet yeah but you know like facebook used to have those the, facebook guys it was like a post but if it got too long it turned into like a facebook a note, note. Yes. yeah that was a long like time one ago of those. we're showing our age I know, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> and then again, she said that she was writing the book, which is why she was researching Ghost Gun Kit. Now, mind you, the books that she wrote definitely romantic suspense. One, I believe, was called like The Wrong Husband, and it's about a woman who tries to get away from an abusive husband. I mean, you can Google her name. Mm-hmm. on amazon and it, it, at least as of last week two weeks ago right. when i researched this it still pulled up her books mm-hmm. so like i said this trial happened like recently and i mean like within the last month okay so the end of may she was found guilty convicted of second degree murder mm-hmm. and she is currently awaiting sentencing okay wow wow so 
but here's the thing at this point she's 71 years old like mm-hmm. it's not like she's you know some young yeah spring chicken who's got like i mean no matter basically really we need to probably a it. life sentence yeah uh-huh. yeah exactly right. mm-hmm. so that is the the story of the author who killed who's who has been convicted of killing her husband after writing an essay that said how to kill your husband interesting yeah i mean i've heard a little bit about it but never studied it so as soon as you said stranger than fiction like, i hope she's doing this one because it did sound like totally yeah. up all of our alleys being in the publishing world uh-huh. like that but you know again there's part of me that's like <clears throat> Okay, it's a convenient excuse to explain away your search engine history mm-hmm. that you're a suspense author. You know, we joke about that a lot in the industry. It's like I'm not, um, mm-hmm. a, I'm not a terrorist. I'm an, I'm a thriller author. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, but we do. On the other hand, there's also yeah. this sense of you know, if she was maybe if she was writing mystery, she would have known a little bit more of the procedurals <laughs> and you know maybe planned yeah. it a little bit better. Hard to say. But my my thing is is like they said search history, uh-huh. okay, which can be anything. Mm-hmm. It really can. It can be something as simple as typing in something, but not actually going to any websites or whatever. Right. right. It mm-hmm. to going to eBay or because you can't like you can't walk into a store as far as I know and buy a ghost yeah. gun kit or go on like ebay or mm-hmm. somewhere like that and actually like lo- searching for it and putting it in your cart right, like right. so it didn't go into detail and it is possible mm-hmm. that she was writing a book that involved that i i mean yeah. i don't know you would you see, you, some of the things that i have to search for yeah. in my google, in my, in google yeah. because of my clients like I'm like I, I mean like you said we joke around about it mm-hmm, but yeah. between between work and the podcast I'm yeah. like always googling some strange thing and I'm uh-huh. like <laughs> yeah. I promise I'm not like I have a big folder on my on my computer this is podcast research right and, right you know, yeah. I'm not I'm not a murderer uh-huh. not, yep. you know I'm not I'm not doing anything like I'm not going out to break the law. I promise. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When this story first broke, there were uh, quite a few friends who messaged me and they were like, Hey, is Jimmy? Okay. I was like, it wasn't me. Come on. like He's fine. So then he and I had just watched, I don't know if it was like Dateline 2020, you know, people investigates, whatever it was. But over the weekend we saw this, we saw like a little bit about this case and he was like, wow did you know about this I'm like yeah he's like oh how'd you know I'm like because everybody I know asked me if you were okay and he was like ha 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 he goes wait that's that's not funny (laughs) yeah it's funny it's funny right right well we're glad that he's doing all right yeah yeah he's he's perfectly fine she 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 did send proof of life one night it was funny yeah we were talking I mean we were texting back and forth me and Becky were and this was before <clears throat> Gus went back to work. So he was here. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember what it was about, but Gus is like, I want I proof remember. of life. So she, <laughs> she took a picture of Jimmy holding the newspaper oh, for, their, for their little tale. Which it, is, it was like <laughs> on a Thursday. Day. So we had just got the paper. Uh, 
I was like, here you go. He's like, that better not be photoshopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me you work with authors without actually saying you work with authors. I know. It's like I'm on a terrorist watch list because of my search history. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so yeah, that I don't know when she's supposed to be sentenced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really fascinating because, you know, you have to ask yourself, was it just a coincidence that she was writing all these books? Did she write these books as a cover knowing or was it the other way around? Did she do this research while writing these books or was it, like I said, just a total coincidence and she just sort of snapped? Is there any speculation other than they were in financial trouble? Was there any speculation about the their financial marriage? financial trouble. Other than like money problems, mm-hmm. it didn't really go into detail. I know he was like, I don't know, four or five years younger than him, but they mm-hmm. were both. Yeah. Like, he was 65 and, or he was 63 and she was 68 when this happened. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, yeah. somewhere in there. But my guess is if I had to speculate, yeah, I would speculate that he did not know that they were in behind such trouble. On their mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. And if they were that far behind on their mortgage, what else were they behind on? Right. Yeah, that's true. So I think I remember reading that she did most of the finances, like paid the bills mm-hmm. and that. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. if that's if that's accurate, because I've done a lot of research case research the last right. um, <laughs> it's all jumbled in the brain. It, it is it is because I've done so much different research for different cases mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks because I like I finished work and I have to come stretch out in the recliner mm-hmm. because of my hip so um yeah I believe this was one of the cases where they said like she was in charge of the yeah. the finances like paying the bills and yeah. stuff like that but I can't imagine that if he was aware that they were that far behind mm-hmm. on their mortgage that, but not the life insurance policy right. premiums, I, I would suspect that he would suspect something. But mm-hmm. again, that's pure speculation on my part. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it makes yeah, me wonder exactly. about their policies. Well, if they're that, if they're that old, it might've even been one of those policies where once you pay into it a certain amount, like you could get money out. Like the answer could have been there. They could yeah. have had money that they might've been yeah. able to pull out. And she just, you know, or maybe she didn't want to wait till he hit 67 or whatever the magic number was where they could start drawing it. It's just, yeah. Silly. But yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's people that have come out and said, no, she was so upset when her husband died and mm-hmm. she'd never do this. But then yeah there are other people that went basically she acted like it wasn't a big deal like she did hardly even batted an eyelash you know type of thing yeah. so so yeah interesting well I'm glad you covered that because like I said I've, I've all I've seen are the headlines and I've always mm-hmm. thought yeah that it would make such an interesting story and to be fair if she wasn't a a suspense novelist this story probably wouldn't have grabbed anybody's attention, you know, any more no. so than any other spouse who kills their spouse for money. But yeah. it, it does add an interesting layer to it. It does, just because of the industry yeah. that we all work in. Kind of brings so, us full circle yeah, to the story about the Chinese mystery writer. Yeah. 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 
So yeah, well, speaking of full circle, that probably is an interesting or good enough segue for our <clears throat> announcement, which is yeah. as much as I love Angie and Becky and the podcast, things have really gotten busy here. So they're going to be carrying on without me. So I just want to thank you too, because it's been really fun doing this with you for the past year. And for it sure, has. part of my bucket it list has. was to be able to, to chat cr- true crime in this way with you both. And you'll be coming back to visit us. I would love yes, to. Every absolutely. time, you know, if I come up with like a super interesting case that I know you would love, I would love to jump back on from time to time. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Fabulous. So yes. uh, definitely not goodbye, but until next time to our listeners and yeah, the two of you yes. all still be seeing around enough. So mm-hmm. yep. yeah, well, and until any- then, yep. Oh, go ahead. Nope. I was ready to wrap it up too. We're on the same page. Oh, okay. We're on the same page. <laughs> No pun. No pun. So, <laughs> until then, stay caffeinated. Have a beautiful day. And join us next time for another cup of crime.